Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, sunshines. You are listening to the Evolvepreneur After Hours podcast, and I am your host, Christine Campbell-Rappin. My mission is to help entrepreneurs make a difference. It is tough out there navigating the messy world of startup, relaunch, plot twists, and sometimes a course correction or reinvention. Joining us today, we're sitting down with a fellow business owner. He's going to share his insights with you, our audience, helping you get the best concepts and strategies to fast track your business. Today, our guest is Ben Eden. He has a really interesting background. He started his life in the world of corporate, but has shifted since 2020 to the life of the full-time entrepreneur. He had some side gigs to get him started and now is flying solo. He has an extensive experience across a different group of fields, anything from HR to business leadership, short-term rental properties, but his passion is for coaching. And so Ben, a very warm welcome to our show. Well, thank you, Christine. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're absolutely excited to, to talk about the journey. So I'm always fascinated when someone comes from the land of corporate and decides to go solo. What was the moment or the reason that that shift happened for you in your journey? That's a great question. And mine isn't like, oh, aha, I woke up one morning and it's time to go, right? It was over many years. I actually tried to leave my executive HR position every year for seven years <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, I didn't feel the growth. I didn't feel appreciated, you know, a number of reasons. But towards the end, my passion of speaking was reborn. You know, it had died for a lot of years, but I had the opportunity to speak as an executive and that was reborn. People said I did a great job. And as I was, let's say, bored, I had finished my master's degree. And so I got into the side gigs, you know, something to do after work and make some money feel like I was growing. And then February of 2020 came along and it was actually the end of 2019 is when this came to a head where it said, hey, I now have an employee that I feel confident enough in to hand over the reins because I felt like it was my baby. I had created it pretty much from the ground up and helped build that company. So it was hard to leave. Uh, but also I'm a God-fearing man and I believe that it was a timing thing. I believe he was telling me, it is now time to go. You can speak, you have a message and you need to share it with the world. And now's the time. Eat the leap. I love it. Everyone's story is different. And I always think it's fascinating to hear the moment that we decide to close the back door and step forward into a new chapter. And so I'm curious because you've, you know, you've lived in the world of business uh, and obviously significantly in the world of people in an HR capacity. But when you started to think about what would entrepreneurship look like, you've done some sidekicks. What, do you, what were you anticipating to be the biggest shift between a side hustler? and someone who was full all in, standing at the start gate of your journey? Wow, what's the biggest difference that I expected? These are great questions. I guess I imagined it to be somewhat similar. You know, a lot of my side gigs at first were like Uber and Lyft, where, okay, you just create a login and you put your time up there and then you get some gigs, right? When I left, I had joined some groups to become a speaker. My initial journey was to become a speaker. You know, I had no idea of coaching. That was born later. But as a speaker, I was part of these groups and they taught me some things to do to get my message out, to know who I was talking to and also you know, where to find speaking gigs. And that started out working really well. You know, people were reaching out from years past and saying, hey, we want to speak here and opportunities were popping up. It was going to be great. And so I just thought, awesome. 
now I'm going to have full time to create my speech and to focus on these people and research places to go. And I suppose that it would be rather easy. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only one who's thought that. I am sure the audience is like, oh, so finding clients is not quite so straightforward. For some, it is. And for others, it's like, hmm, a little elusive in the early days. Right. Also, let me add to this. Um, you know, as a high achiever, I did very well in school. And the the model of school is, hey, you have your curriculum or your syllabus, do these assignments, get, and if you do well, you'll get a good grade. Cool. So I thought it'd be pretty cut and dry like that. Hey, I'm a high achiever. I can succeed. I did it in school. I did it in work. Now let me do it in entrepreneurship. Then I found out that there wasn't really a syllabus. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> yep. Oh, there's truth to that statement. And so I'm curious, you know, obviously, you know, there's some bumps or some rockiness when you come out and your your things are things that require a re recalibration, I think is the great way to look at it. Um, and, you know, finding clients is one of the hardest skills for many to acquire. And, and you know, some might want to think that their reputation like you did helped you get started. You had people coming out to you, which is very amazing. It's a wonderful place to start. But the truth is your business gets built on strangers. The long-term growth requires newness and expanding of social circles. So you know, when you first started your business, you had one expectation, but it started to evolve because you said, I started to think I was going to do speaking and I didn't know coaching existed. So how did coaching come into play that really caught your imagination? It was in 2019 that I was introduced to coaching, let's say. I don't know if I called it coaching, but it was a class that had very much to do with your mind and your perception and how you saw life. And and for me, that was like the light bulb. I connected with it. I was so passionate about it. I said, I love this, whatever it is. So as part of this class, this guy had us take an assessment. And he said, all right, do these questions, answer these questions, ponder it, and decide what you want to be and what you like doing, what your strengths are and that kind of thing, right? And I got out of this assessment and I came back and, it said, and I said, sounds like I should be you, the teacher, right? <laughs> and he's like, great, you want to work for me? And I'll say, hey, sweet, why not? Because I loved it. And it was a pretty darn good pay rate. So I'm like, great, this could be a side gig and I'd be happy if it turned into full time. I'm happy to be patient and see if it does. Um, so I was way excited and the conversations were going the right way. And I thought this was going to be my transition out. But after a few conversations, it started to slow down and I had to follow up and then I felt ghosted. But the lesson there was, well, if he's not going to let me do it for him, I'm going to do it for myself. So that idea of coaching was there. And, you know, I had aspects of it as an HR executive, people coming to my office and managers wanting to be trained and everything. But as I started to speak for practice, because I said, well, I have to get this out somewhere and I need to start somewhere. So I'll just start for free with some friends or some, you know, neighbors or whatever. And as I did so, people heard my story and heard what I was saying. And they said, Ben, I think you can help me. I said, okay, well, let's do coaching. They said, what do you charge? I said, I don't know. <laughs> and I just started charging very little, very little. But even though it was very little, I was still terrified. I was like, wow, am I okay charging this? I mean, there's no book that says here's how much it is. It's pretty much me saying that. Mm -hmm. um, so that's how that started. I love it. So there is truth to this. I know um, one of the questions people ask me all the time 
And I am, of course, also in that field of, of coaching and mentorship is, you know, what, what do I charge and where do I find my clients and trying to figure that all out. I'm curious in your journey, we talked a little bit about this before we jumped on air and it's, was the first people you wanted to serve who you're serving today or has it evolved? Well, it has definitely evolved. And I thank you for asking this because it's definitely been part of my journey and I see it in a lot of the, the people I help. So I started out thinking, hey, I work in HR. I was a successful professional who people said, Ben, you have a picture perfect life. Great. And yet I felt like I suffered in silence because sure, I had finished everything and I was an executive, but then I felt like I was at the top. I had nowhere to go. I felt unappreciated. I was bored and I didn't feel fulfillment outside of work either. And so I was lonely and bored and all sorts of things. So then I suffered in silence because, hey, as an executive, as a leader, you can't tell anyone you're struggling. You're just, you're just rocking it. That's how life is. So when I finished this, I said, wow, I've learned what I call emotional pain and how we all deal with it. We all have it. And I have a solution. I have an incredible solution. You don't have to turn to the coping mechanisms anymore. So I said, great. My target market is going to be HR professionals and I'm going to solve all sorts of problems in corporate. And I turned around and I talked to my HR associations and I said, hey, I have a solution for you. And at the time they said, well, we don't talk about emotions at work. I'm like, oh. So that quickly shut the door on HR because I didn't, I didn't know at the time why well, you got to try me more than once. <laughs> but also, you know, fast forward two years, everybody is saying we need to talk about emotions at work. We need to understand how emotions at work are working anyway. So there's an element of it. But I started at HR and then I thought, well, maybe I need to target me, right? My type of person, successful professional who might be suffering in silence. But then I, was, I don't even know where to find those people. And if I looked at myself a year ago, what would I buy? I don't know if I would buy. I was too deep in it. Mm -hmm. So I started spending time in these entrepreneurial circles, rubbing shoulders with other entrepreneurs and seeing their success and learning from them. And here's what I noticed. Even though on their social media pages, for example, or with their beautiful websites, it appeared that they were rocking it, you know, making the sales, just doing super well. A lot of times when I spoke to them, I discovered that they weren't doing as well as I thought they were. And what that means is we all have times where we suffer in silence. We want to look like we're succeeding because we have so much passion for our business. And yet we have the days where it's just not working. Your target market says no, or they don't say anything, which is almost worse. <laughs> um, and so it's lonely, but then you, you feel, well, who can I reach out to? I don't know who can help me specifically, or maybe I don't know if I want to pay that kind of money. How can I trust them? There's all sorts of questions because like I said, there's no syllabus. <laughs> so fast forwarding to now, sorry, is I tried the entrepreneur world. Then I hired a coach who said, Hey, I can help you get paid to speak. I'm like, great. That's a big audience. I can get in front of a ton of people. This will be awesome. And she said, Ben, you have so much experience in HR, that's a huge market. You should go back to HR. I'm saying, okay, I'll try. And yeah, that aspect has grown. I've started to get into more HR markets and that speaking has been there. But the people who find me for coaching are entrepreneurs. 
and I'm and I really enjoy helping entrepreneurs. So after a year and a half of you know getting the entrepreneurs but focusing on HR, I'm now at a point where I'm saying I'm ready to focus on the people who find me and that I love helping. So it's it's changed a bit, but now I'm feeling like I'm honing in more and more on who I like to help and who I can help best. There's a lot of wisdom in in the story you share on twofold. The first is we don't always end up where we start. And there is an important thing of test the market. And just because, as in your case, you know, you do something, i.e. the world of HR, it wasn't necessarily the path you choose. And I give you good props for the fact that said, no, nope, that isn't really what will light me up. Because the most important thing I tell entrepreneurs when I'm working and mentoring them is, this is designed to create the life you want not just the business you want. And just because you're great at something doesn't mean that you create a whole business around it. And it isn't enough, as I said, just to have the idea and magically hope a business appears. You must have the energy that is excited about your business because that is what is attractive in the marketplace. Confidence around the destination you're pursuing is attractive to the market and to be visible You've got to have that, I'm going to call it inner light, which is, I am on my way. And we don't start necessarily with that great clarity. It comes through conversations. It comes through being in different rooms. And you found the path of the room of the entrepreneurs and a service to them, which is, we're not talking about it. And this is one of the things I love about the Evolpreneur After Hours program, because the truth is, I see this too. The highlight reel is very different than the reality and the truth is, without clients, without momentum, it can be overwhelmingly a journey of, am I in the right place? The question, am I in the right place? So I'd love to ask you, how do you know personally that you're in the right place? What are some of the things that you've done to kind of check yourself to say, yeah, I'm ready to go all in. Am I in the right place? Or not yet, and I'm keep evolving. What's the journey for you like? That's a fantastic question. And I love that we go here because like you said, sometimes entrepreneurs, entrepreneurial world is just highlight reel and then we compare and that's not healthy. So how do I know that I'm in the right place? First of all, as I mentioned, I'm a God-fearing man. So I believe in God and I believe that he has asked me to do what I'm doing. I've experienced trying to get off that path. <laughs> And I know what it feels like to feel lost and feel like, oh gosh, this is not working. And then I have to realign and come back to it and it feels good. That requires me to trust and to let go a little bit, which can be hard. Let me tell you. Because mm -hmm. I'm just, okay, what am I going to do today? I got to figure it out and I'm going to try something. But sometimes the answer is be patient, man. I got this, you know, timing is big. So I've definitely had to learn that. So I've learned the importance of slowing down, even in this world of super speed, of slowing down, meditating, praying. And even this morning, for example, I spend a good hour thinking about where do I want to go? Who's my market? And is this really what I align with? And I'm telling you, it was very powerful. I came out of it with even more specific. I help high achieving father entrepreneurs have a successful business and family life. Because that's huge. Sometimes we think, okay, business, business, business. But then our kids grow up and we're like, oh, whoops, I missed that. Or our health gets terrible, right? I mean, you can go into that. But how do I know I'm in the right spot is slowing down 
and talking about it with trusted people and see how it feels. So I talk to my coach. I run those ideas by my coach. I talk to my peers. I talk to people around me and I test it on social media and you don't see what gets hits. And then I tweak it and I tweak it until it works. Because there is a period of great reflection. And thank you for, for sharing that truth for you. And I'm, I'm going to lead it to the next question, which is, who isn't in your who is in your inner circle? And did you always have one? Because when you come from the world of corporate, sometimes one of the biggest hesitations we have is, will I find my people? And we don't necessarily have good connections into small business or other entrepreneurial minded people. And one thing that you've said very clearly is, you know, I always I have an inner circle. And I want to talk a little bit about that because without one, the journey is more challenging. How did you start crafting an inner circle? And what role does it play? Oh, yeah. The inner circle is so important. Not only is the principle of you become like the average of the five people you spend your most time with, right? So that's how I grow. But it's also how I reach out for help. We don't have time to go into my story, but part of my story is that I became extremely isolated. Sure, I was in front of a lot of people. I was an executive. I was very involved in leadership. But on a personal level, I was extremely isolated. So I pretty much didn't have an inner circle. And I said, mm, don't touch me. You know, I'm, I, I want to be safe. And after that, I have learned the importance of even in networking conversations to start it with personal. Get to know you as a person. Hey, Christine, let me know you and your family, your dreams. Who are you? And then we'll talk business, right? And as I've gotten into these networking circles, and I've tried lots, just to see if they resonate, see who it is, and, you know, just try them, whatever feels best. And then there have been some core people who have made an effort to stay in my circle. And that doesn't mean I'm trying to kick them out, but sometimes I revert to my, well, I'm just going to do my, it myself. I'm nervous, so I'm going to isolate. But I have one friend specifically who reached out to me. I didn't even know him, never knew him. We, I don't even think we were in the same circle necessarily, but he found me. And then he was like, hey, we should connect. Let's have a chat. Let's get to know each other. I'm like, okay. And I finally did because I didn't know who he was. And now we have calls almost every other week. And he has been the person who, for example, I got married last year. So it drastically changed from single bachelor for lots of years to finally having a family. And I married into having three kids. So it was a big change. And I started to get a little, uh, let's say, discouraged because my speed wasn't the same. But I had to realize, you got a family, man, and that's great. That, that's another priority that you can include and should include in your life. So talking to him, who's also a father, he helped me give myself grace. And that was huge. I could be honest with him. I didn't have to say, oh, yeah, and everything's going well. Everything's great. I could be, I'm struggling, man. And it really helped. Yeah. I think inner circles are, are imperative. They are one of the biggest business hacks, life hacks in general. And having the safe space to drop the shield, be honest, celebrate and reconnect also to what's possible when you lose sight of your own reflection. That happens also in the journey through great periods of transition. So I'm curious as we lead into our last question here, you know, as you look to your horizon, you know you're looking at niching, you've you've gotten great clarity on it. You want to continue to serve and make a big impact. What is the roadblock that you see on the horizon that you are aware you need to overcome and work around and through to see the success in your path? I've learned that my stress response is to run. 
In other words, that says, well, that didn't work. Let me try something else. So this one is, I'm feeling strongly about this high-achieving father entrepreneur who wants a successful business and family life. I have experience in it. I'm living it. I can help those people because I have helped those people. And so a challenge that I see is as I start this, and I'm probably going to run into the, wait, who are you? And what's your expertise? And how can you speak to this? And, you know, just people don't know me like that quite yet. I'm going to have to stick to it and, you know, face the rejections, face the silence, and really just make it known that that's what I do so that I can reach my vision of creating something that makes a huge impact. Love it. You are going to be on a tremendous journey. The tip I would have, you know, in in the whole world of, of becoming and knowing where your roadblocks are is the grace. It's coming back and saying, the most important story you can share is your own. Whenever you are connecting with another human being and a big part of business and life success and creating the life on your dreams comes down to being human. And us humans are amazing and flawed and fun and crazy and trying to reinvent ourselves. And there's a million new chapters ahead. I want to wish you much success on your business journey. Guys, this is Ben Eden. Super excited to have you as our guest today on the Evolpreneur After Hours podcast. Guys, that's another amazing episode of a businessman sharing his journey and his path forward. Before you go, a couple of things. If you've loved our episode, we'd love a five-star review. And if you are a business owner or entrepreneur and you want to share your story and insights to help us all accelerate the growth of our business, we'd love to have you. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes. And if you are an entrepreneur, just remember today is the perfect day to slow down, to speed up, to connect to who you want to serve, and go make that connection today. Thank you very much for being our guest, Ben. Guys, we will see you on another episode real soon.